Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are, ready to rock and roll. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you on a Tuesday. And with the week accelerated, Bills are on the practice field with a Saturday game coming up. And today essentially serves as a Wednesday practice installs going on. And actually practice just wrapped up. And in just a short period of time, we're expected to be joined by one Daquan Jones, defensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills, as part of our Fresh Off the Field series brought to you by Austin Air. So we await his arrival, and we'll bring that to you as soon as possible. Um, But some good news on the practice front, and we'll bring you right up to date here because, as I said, we're expecting Daquan Jones momentarily. Bills practice updates presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. And the good news is as follows. We know that Ryan Bates did not play in last week's game. Neither did Jordan Phillips. Both of those players out on the practice field today. We'll find out what their practice participation levels were. Uh, maybe not until tomorrow. I'm trying to remember. I don't know that an injury report necessarily has to come out today. It uh, might be until well, tomorrow, but we'll see. Saturday. Today's a Wednesday, not a Tuesday. Yeah, I think it might have to be released today. In any it event. Might, I think it's it might be 72 hours before the game or you know, or. In any event, yeah. what's important here is both are working their way back into the practice setting, um, coming off ankle and shoulder injuries, respectively. So that's a good sign. Mitch Morse, as you know, is in concussion protocol. He was not seen out there during the media viewing portion of practice. And Boogie Basham, who has a calf injury, uh, was not seen out there at practice today. Ike Butker practicing with the team on the active roster now, and his timing couldn't be better with Mitch Morse in the concussion protocol with Bates back in the fold, Steve, it prompts an interesting development on the interior of the offensive line last week with Ryan Bates out of the mix, Greg Van Roten stepped in at center for Mitch Morse. David Questenberry played right guard, but with Bates back, a guy who can also play center. It's going to be very interesting to see what the bills decide to do up front 
assuming Mitch Morris can't get back in time to play and clear concussion protocol. If that's the case, you either have Bates playing center or Van Roten playing center, and presumably the other guy's playing guard. I would say I think Bates is the guy at center, and and it may be Van Roten at guard or it may be Kessenberry at guard as well, depending on what they feel like their swing tackle needs to be behind Dawkins and Brown. So if they've got another option at tackle, Kessenberry might be a great go-to because of his size, because he's tackle size. And if you yeah. want a guy down inside, he's a little bit a little bit more like Saffold. Uh, Bates and Van Roten, while they're heavy and they're you know they're not as tall and that kind of thing. So that would that's an interesting. Yeah, I mean they'll have this all. The coaches will know this. We'll have to wonder about it until we see it. Uh, to me, Bates is the guy that goes in for Morse. And yeah, and the pivot. That's yeah. your anticipation. And I don't yeah, I wouldn't that, be surprised if we that, saw that, but we. You know, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know that Van Roten – well, Van Roten's no question taking more reps at guard this year than Kessenberry has. But Kessenberry ended the game last week against the Dolphins at left right guard. And let's not forget how it ended. They were pushing those guys around up front. Yeah. I mean, you know, Devin Singletary had 36 yards out of the, uh, out of the 65 yards in that whole drive. 36 of it was, and I say 30, 65 of the yards, 21 of them were penalty yards on the pass interference. Right. The rest of them, half of them, were gotten by Devin Singletary up front, and those guys pushed him around. So I, I mean, they, might have, they might say, hmm, that worked pretty good with Kessenberry in there. You know, that kind of thing. Possible. Certainly possible. Uh, yeah. Depends. It, it, the right guard is what we're talking about, basically. For me, right. I think Bates is the guy at center, and whoever goes in at right guard, I mean, that's the you know, what are they going to do? Yeah. If you put, and like I said, if you put Kessenberry at guard, well, who's your backup tackle? It's him. Yeah. Still, that's the only guy. So, yeah. So you might not want him out at guard because if he goes down, then you got no tackle. Right, but they did that for the second half last week. Yeah, but they had two guys go down then. Well, they didn't have Bates to begin with. Right. And then Morse, Morse leaves. You're, right. Your plan to get through. So they kick Van Roten from right guard into center. And right. So your plan, thought, thinking, hoping you could just get through the game, is exactly what happened. They just got through the game Yeah, with those guys. But So you may hold Kessenberry as your swing tackle. Remember, and, we found out last year when, they, they, when Butker went down is about the time when they started running the ball better. So you never know what's going to take. And Butker is, you know, they like him. I mean, he's a he's a good player, has been, and he's coming off the Achilles is tough. But you never know what kind of mix you're going to get up in the offensive line. They shuffle those guys around like it doesn't make any difference, right? I mean, Kessenberry goes in at right guard last week. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. They're in deep trouble. Well, then all of a sudden they, you know, they put this drive together. And it's like, whoo, that was a thing of beauty. So you never know. Because the defense has something to say about how that goes, obviously. But your offense and, and who's talking to who. And it was a great uh, drive. It was a fantastic drive with, a, with two guys that had no business playing in the spots they were playing in. Right. So there's a little bit of that where you get this thing. And maybe they do it out here in practice and they go, ah, you know what, let's not. You know? But you know they're, they're looking at it going, well, why did that happen? Right. And that was with no reps. Like – 
I mean, they yeah, had pre-season. they had reps in practice with Van Roten at guard leading into that game, but they didn't have practice reps with Van Roten at center and Questenberry at guard. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have that during yeah. the practice week, and it worked I mean, out relatively well. So, the offensive line is really it is its own team sport within a team sport hmm. because you got eight guys on your roster and at times they're all playing different spots or the wrong spot. You, it, it's a pecking order. If, if Deion Dawkins is healthy, he is always and forever. You're going to be the left tackle with this group in this, in this years, right? That's, that's the linchpin right there. And then, you know, when he's healthy, uh, Spencer Brown's going to be your right tackle. And then, you know, it goes down, it goes down this, and then when something starts happening, when these pieces start dropping out with an ankle or with a knee, or with a, you know, whatever, 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 then all of a sudden you, it's just like a deck of cards. They just start shuffling that deck and you just never know how it's going to go. And it's, it's all this big mystery to everybody who's just watching. Right. But in the room, they're going, oh yeah, if this happens, okay, now you're in. You don't even have to talk about it. You're the guy. And then they go in and they start <laughs> playing. Because they got calls. If you've ever listened to a game right there, where you like in a practice or whatever, the offensive linemen are screaming down inside there. And when you get different voices in there trying to communicate all this, the line calls and who you got and who I've got, you and I have got these two guys together. Let's go. You've got that guy. What if he does, you know, all this intricate choreography. Yeah. It just seems like impossible to pull that off. When you're mixing guys up, and yet it happens every week in the NFL. Yeah, it's amazing how they pull it off. It is really a team sport. Inside you got to make it happen. Sport. You don't have a choice. You it really it is. Yeah, and there's no choice too. Yes, yeah. right. So it's put up or shut up, literally. <laughs> but they did an outstanding job they did. there with they did. Kessenberry coming in at right guard, and and those guys and Van Roten at center, and then to go down the field on that final drive, burn off, and just Six have that drive we've been talking about all week. 15 plays, seven runs, seven passes, and the field goal to win it. Wow. Uh-huh. And they did it with, you know. Yeah. The forecast for Chicago on Saturday, virtually unchanged, mostly cloudy skies, partly cloudy in the afternoon, a high of 11. I think we picked up a degree. Winds out of the west, 20 to 30 miles per hour sustained, could occasionally gust over 40. Um. So that'll put the wind chills in the negative digits. And then in the evening down there, uh, the bills will be gone by then, but it's going down to one at night there. Uh, so that'll be interesting. So wind could play a factor in the game on Saturday, obviously, affect the passing game, the kicking game. And we, along with the media, had an opportunity to talk to offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey this morning prior to practice. And he did admit last week, He had two different game plans, one in the event that they did have measurable snowfall on the field and another if they didn't. And obviously he went with the game plan of not having measurable snow on the field so they could just kind of operate as business as usual. Yeah. He said if there was measurable snow on the field, there were certain cuts that receivers just flat out would not be able to make on certain play calls. And so those were pulled from the game plan this week. He said he's probably going to do the same thing, have, have two different game plans, one in the event that the wind is not going to negatively impact the game, and two, one if the wind is negatively impacting the game. What it, 
what we could gather from what he said about what how they planned, what their process was. The game plan was the game plan, and then if it was going to be bad weather and bad footing because of snow, there were certain sections and play selections they were just going to remove, so they didn't go to those. Um, so it would just shorten the playlist, and that's what would be the secondary game plan for bad weather. Um, it's not really like they have a completely different style of offense. It would just be that there were certain calls they didn't feel comfortable making. So, yeah, it's really the same plan with an edited version right. for, for weather. So we'll see what Saturday holds weather-wise. It's looking like it is going to be a windy day. Is it windy enough in the stadium to impact the passing game? We'll just have to wait and see. And there are some of the opinion that if it is super windy and the passing game's impacted, that's an advantage for the Bears, who, as we know, are a very good running team with Jordan Montgomery and quarterback Justin Fields, number one in the league in running the football. They're also the worst passing offense in football, but if you can't throw the ball, no harm done to them. So it could be a contributing factor to not only how the game is played, but how the game unfolds, uh, although the Bills are a pretty good run defense. Uh, let's go around the NFL, presented by Collider Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And Jalen Hurts is a gigantic story in Philadelphia right now because he has a sprained shoulder and his status is up in the air for their big division showdown against the Cowboys on Saturday. So Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, uh, met the media today and said he is not yet ruling Hurts out for the game, but some of the media reports are indicating his status is very much up in the air for their game against the Cowboys this weekend. And, yeah, you have wiggle room. You're 13-1. and one. But, you know, big division game. You'd like to... You know, knock the yeah. Cowboys down a peg it's or whatever. It's too because the, uh, he got hurt in the Bears game, the Bills next to play. Well, yeah, last week. And so if you want a measuring stick of how the Bills are going to measure up against maybe some of the elite NFC teams, they play the same team the Philadelphia Eagles did just seven, six days ago. And they beat them by five, the Eagles did. Uh, Hertz went down late in that game, right? It was very late. I believe so, yeah. yeah so I didn't really see any of that game. It – uh I got to watch it this week. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the Bills fare against a defense that the Eagles just faced this last week, too. But um, Jalen Hurts got hurt running the ball. And, well, he had three rushing touchdowns in the game. And he got it was a very it, kind of an innocuous tackle. But when you're running with the ball, we know you're not given the kind of protection that you're given in the pocket. Guy wrapped him up, had both arms to his side, had his arms pinned to his side because he was wrapped in a bear hug, and he came down on his side with a full weight of a defensive lineman on him who was not trying to let up at all. Yeah. And it was like an old-time hit and very legal, very clean. Hurts doesn't get up. Yeah. So So that's that. Um, And then the Packers on Monday Night Football beat the Rams. Rams officially, mathematically eliminated from playoff contention in the NFC. Packers still alive at 6-8. and So there's that. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Steve, but the Rams tied the 1999 Broncos as the worst defending champion in terms (laughs) of one loss record the next year. They're already there, and they have three games to play. Yikes. Yeah. That's a hard spot to be in. 
And then there was some news concerning their injured quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who's on IR. He says he's not retiring from the NFL despite his neck injury that landed him on injured reserve in the first place. So it looks like his plan is to come back next year. There was some question after the team acquired Baker Mayfield off waivers last week. So we'll see what comes of that in the offseason. That'll be interesting, to say the least. Um, I watched that game last night, and certainly – and I, it was interesting, too, because I also watched the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli talking about Baker and what he was thinking and what would be – what their impressions were of what he would be able to do inside the offense and how, the, how they would call it, what it would be available to him, some of the things that he would know about that he wouldn't know about. It was really interesting to hear those two guys talk about what Baker Mayfield was going through, and as they were talking about it uh, – Baker stunk, and he he stunk, um, and it looked like he always looks just a little bit yeah. like I didn't know where he was going with the ball, a little bit panicky in the pocket, running around trying to make a some sort of you know heroic throw that was not nearly good enough and not nearly close enough to the people he was throwing it to. Um, threw a bad interception down the sideline to the to the bear to the uh, Packers. Just was not a good game for Baker Mayfield. So when you talk about Matt Stafford not retiring from the NFL, ain't going to be any competition for him at the starting quarterback. Because Baker, there's no way I can see that that doesn't. No way, you said. No way Matt Stafford loses the starting job to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he's been there. They pulled off a giant trade to make it happen. So I get it. Um, I understand why that's the case, but yeah, I guess you'll have to see what his elbow looks like. Quite frankly. I mean, I'm assuming Stafford's elbow will be fine, let alone his neck. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a wait and see, uh, time now though, for our fresh off the field interview brought to you by Austin air, the official clean air provider of the Buffalo bills. And here as promised is Bill's defensive tackle, Daquan Jones. Daquan, welcome. How you doing? Fresh off the field, literally. Yeah, Thanks for getting over here so fast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, I got to say, like we've said it on the show too, you have been a horse up front for this defense, I man. Like that. you, I mean, locking it down. I know you got some help up front with your boys on the interior there. Um, but there have been guys, you know, coming in and out of the lineup, you know, Jordan's trying to get back now. And uh, you've just been a rock in there. What has – how would you characterize this transition overall? You know, you're new to the roster in the spring, but it seems like you just kind of stepped right in and it was like an easy transition, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I give credit to Coach E, you know, uh, just getting me right early on um, in the system. And, uh, you know, that locker room and, and those guys in that room are – I mean, they're great guys and they, they made everything kind of just – Flow real easy, you know, training camp, OTAs, all that stuff. Like, um, I don't know, I kind of just picked up. I feel like I've been here mm. for the last couple of years, you know what I mean? But And, and it feels very com- comfortable and natural. And I don't know, I just everything kind of just gel- gelling together. Yeah, you got here. It's a little, a strange little bit of a combination. You kind of got some experienced guys down inside, mm-hmm. you and Jordan Phillips, uh, even Ed Oliver now in his, his fourth year, Tim Settle. Yep. You guys have played a little bit. But on the outside, you got some younger guys like AJ, Boogie, Greg Rousseau, those kind of guys. Well, Vaughn was a, is a difference maker, yep. but when he was here, obviously, um, give me a little bit about the dynamic between you old guys down inside. I say old, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Could, the veteran could, yeah, guys yeah. down inside and the guys who are in their first, second year on the outside. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're doing a good job as far as like helping them guys out when they need it. You know, what I mean, you don't want to give these guys too much 
information because this game is a lot at the end of the day. And, and um, whatever I can do to kind of just help them guys out in small details, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. And I feel like they've been doing a heck of a job all year, just every game getting better at something and focusing on like a new technique or or, or key recognition or, or, or formation rec uh, recognition. And, you know, it's been, it's been showing all season. You know what I mean? And, you know, this past week was – Kind of hairy in the run game, but at the same time, we got to get back to the fundamentals and basics, and you know, move on to the next. But I feel like they're doing a great job of picking up the little details and getting better at it each week. Right. Well, let, let's talk about the run game a little bit because your guys' style is a penetrating, you know, get up the field mm -hmm. style, even in the run game. And while that's great because you can, you know, spill things or force a running back to reroute in the backfield, and then half the battle's won already. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, you know, you can see. Miss tackles on occasion. So yeah. how do you find the balance between getting the penetration you want while also trying to make the quote-unquote textbook-type tackle? Because you're flying up the field, and it's like, oh, I, like you, can't, you can't break down in like yeah, I mean, a half a second. You know what I mean? I like, mean they're, they're tough, but that's like the nature of the business. You know what I mean? Like We signed up for that, and you know our job isn't easy. And, and, um, but just the plays we got to make, and uh, you know, we, we left a lot out there uh, Sunday and I mean, Saturday. And um, just just the stuff we got to make, man. Like, uh, yeah. As simple as, as it is, like we got to go out there and just make the plays we're, we're meant to make, and uh, you know, get off the field. One of the things about the defense, we we talk to Leslie all the time, and, mm -hmm. and we get you know scouting reports, and we can see on film. We watch too. You guys almost never get out a nickel. Mm -hmm. right? It's your base defense, really, with Taryn on there, and you know, Matt and uh, Tremaine on as linebackers, and you guys with your hands on the ground, all four of you. Um, what do you think it would like? A, like this team in Chicago, particularly maybe in this kind of weather, would that be the kind of game plan where you say, you know what, the, we'll, we almost want to dare these guys to throw because they run the ball pretty well. Let's throw, let's throw AJ Klein out there, go three linebackers, go a little heavier in the box, and see if we can lure them into throwing it rather than th playing our nickel and, and inviting them to run? Uh, I mean, we went through the game plan a little bit today. I mean, whatever really Coach Frazier feels comfortable with, with doing, I mean, uh, I think we're confident in both ways in, in stop and run or playing the pass in either nickel or base. And, um, you know, again, it was just a lot of missed tackles last week that kind of right. messed us up. I mean, we've been playing nickel all year and stop and run pretty well. Um, so I don't want to, you know, say it's either nickel or base, whatever that, but whatever, right. you know, Coach Frazier kind of feels would be the best for our game plan going forward and going into this game, uh, I think we'll do that. But... I think I think we can play either way. When you guys struggle stopping the run, what ha what's the, what's the basic thing that happens? Or is there yeah, I mean, you look at you know uh, the Green Bay, the Jets, and even last week. I mean, a lot of missed tackles, um, you know, within within at the line of scrimmage or a couple year couple yards up the field that kind of broke broke free and kind of you know you know gashed us a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. I think we if we make those tackles, I mean, the the run game is a whole different story. Yeah, um, looking at I know it's a it's a short week, so you're probably just diving into the film, but Fields. I mean, he's got a thousand yards rushing already. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're only fourteen games in. So, uh, what is it about his running style that kind of makes you sit up in your chair when you're watching the tape? I mean, I mean, just watching it last night. Um, I mean, he's fast. I mean, when he when he decides to run um, on you know a scramble, he he kind of you know takes the open open grass and you know you see him get twenty yards of pop and it looks effortless. You know what I mean? Um, then the QB runs too. I mean, once he gets right. that edge, it, it's kind of, kind of game over. I mean, so we gotta make sure that we are on our, you know, P's and Q's, and make sure we're doing, you know, our job up front and our, and our gap integrity, and make sure our ends do a good job of sitting down and reading that quarterback, and and, and you know, making them run uh, lateral, not not vertical. 
Where has the bear, where do defenses, and when you watch these guys play in their game plan, what do defenses fear most when they play Chicago? I mean, what are they, what are the, you notice that every team does against this team? I mean, really, you have to get, just get after them because I mean, they run the ball really well. So, like, you, you, you just have to be able to, to, to control the line of scrimmage and, and, um, again, it's on the D line and, and, and um, Really, linebackers too. The whole defense, but really control the line of scrimmage and, and make sure that you know we can make them one one dimensional and, and knock out the run game. I mean, right. if you can do that, and make them pass the ball. You know, it's, it's a less of a threat to have a team to be able to do two things instead of one thing. Right. It'll be pretty chilly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I know, sure you've I, seen the forecast. Yeah, like four degrees. It wasn't that bad here Saturday night yeah, last week? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that cold. Yeah, I mean, no. it's cold, but I know you big guys don't mind the cold as much. But that's getting some serious stuff. Plus some wind. Mm-hmm. Throw a little wind chill in. Um, not that you're not used to temperatures in upstate New York. I don't know if a lot of Bills fans know this. You're from Johnson City down in the Binghamton area. Yep. Um, how cool has it been to be much closer to home, you know, in your professional football city? And, and have you, if you still have family there, do, or have they been able to get up to some home games? Yeah, this yeah. Year? I mean, I, you know, my brother and my grandma. My grandma came to one of my first – her first uh, NFL game uh, a couple weeks ago. And, oh, nice. Uh, you know, I've been in the league for nine years in her first nice. game. So, you yeah. know, for her to be able to come up and make the trip was, was pretty cool. My younger brother came, and, uh, you know, my dad comes up every, every weekend, my older brother and my, and my nieces and nephews. So uh, being able to see all them, and, you know, it's great to be able to do that on the weekends and yeah. be able to, you know, yeah. kick it with them and hang with them. And especially on game day, they look up there and see them in the, in the stands. So uh, I'm, I've been really enjoying that. So you got this, uh, this team, you're, you land on this team. And they got all these expectations. They're like favorite. They're the one seed now, headed into the playoffs. You're you're coming down the home stretch, mm-hmm. and you're the one seed, and everything's right in front of you. Uh, you see, they signed John Brown. He comes in. They signed uh, Cole Beasley. He comes in. They're doing. It's all hands on deck. What's the vibe in the locker room like when when you know these games get bit? You know, your reward for winning this big game. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. There's a bigger one this week. Here yeah. we go. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, you got you got you got to stay hungry, man. We're, we're in a D line room this morning, and you know, we just kept talking about and preaching about how, you know, each and every week we come in and try to get better. Uh, no matter if we win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. But to come in and get better, because we we know what the end goal is, and 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 whatever we have to do to fix the stuff we need to fix, um, to get right to go out there and play a better, uh, more dominant football game on defense. Uh, that's what we have to do, and that message is, is all throughout the locker room. And I think everyone knows. Uh, you know what we have to do uh, this week going in, into Chicago, especially this week in practice, to make sure we we all hone in on the little details so we don't get sloppy with that going going into the uh, the bigger games. Uh, really, just kind of focus on you know day one fundamentals and making sure we're all on our, our stuff. Speaking of the D line room, Daquan, mm-hmm. uh, there was a photo recently on social media, so we want to kind of get the four one one on exactly what's going on with this picture for our radio listeners. It's basically the majority of the D-line group. Ed Oliver is shirtless outside in the snow. Uh, Daquan is suns out, guns out as well, and the tank top and shorts. And who's that Who's that in the middle? Is that Boogie, um, Boogie Bastion? It's Boogie. Boogie. Okay, I thought yeah. it was. Bibs. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing an apron or overalls. He's yeah, wearing overalls. Yeah, overalls, yeah. What, what, what was the impetus for this photo? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think it was a, just a mindset um, that we wanted to have going into this game, like, Never kept talking about how cold it's gonna be and you know, the weather. I'm <laughs> like, yo, like bump all that. Like, let's go out there and have fun. And you know, I'm like, I'm gonna wear shorts and a tank top. They go, no, you ain't. I'm like, yes, I am. I show up to work. And then uh, they all they all want to kind of get on the vibe. And 
Ed uh, took off his top, and Boogie took off his hoodie, and we, and we rocked out. All right. So it kind of became a dare thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were some noticeable non-participants. Mike Love had his bubble coat yeah, on. Yeah, right? yeah. Mike Love was like, all right, <laughs> And all right, I'll Rousseau, be Rousseau, the Miami guy, had his long sleeve and long pants on. Yeah. They, you couldn't get him to buy in. This is, uh, give me a little insight here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This game, you had all this this foresight. The whole story in the run-up to the Dolphin game was the weather. It was going to be snowy, bad weather, you know, all of this stuff. This Chicago game is going to be – it's not going to be really that snowy, but it's going to be really, really cold, mm-hmm. like zero degrees kind of thing, four yeah. degrees. Um, how is it different getting – or is it different? I know you got your process and you just kind of go through it. But yeah. on game day, do you wear, you know, different layers, all that kind of stuff, or do you have a go-to set? Um, I kind of – I wear the same stuff every week pretty much. I mean, all, it kind of all depends on how – I'm feeling, but I'm I'm, no, I'm normally no sleeve type guy, and um, and especially in the colder games, I don't I don't like wearing sleeves. But um, yeah, I mean for this game, you go out there and the basic get up and and make sure you get a good warm up pregame and kind of keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep, just keep the key in playing the game is trying to keep warm on the sideline the entire game. So that's kind of the key. Yeah. Keep point of it. I'm with you. The yeah. last one I've got for you. You got a birthday coming up next week, yep. right? Tuesday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you? How did you deal with that as a kid? Because there are a lot of kids. I, I had a friend of mine. Christmas. He was yeah. born on Christmas. So it was like one shot, and that's it for the whole year. So where did you kind of come down on having a birthday <laughs> so close to Christmas? Because yeah. Christmas is great. Yeah. Two days later, you got a birthday, and then you're waiting 363 days until something happens again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ain't trying to be, uh, you know, going that too deep in my past. But, you know, growing up wasn't, you know, the best for me. So, yeah. um, you know, the holiday season, it was kind of hit or miss, and, um, to me, I just, I just really didn't think about it in, in that terms. Okay, aspect. I got you. Um, until I really I got older, and, and then when you got older and hit 21, I'm like, well, you know, my birthday's on the 27th, New Year's right there. So you kind of just, you know, bring it all together and, and do it that way. But uh, for me, uh, you know, growing up, it I, I didn't really bother me that much. I kind of was in a different okay. different uh, uh, thought process. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, happy birthday. Yeah, well, thank happy you. happy thank birthday, uh, pre-birthday. Last one for me. Um, 
have you gotten any rumblings or any possibilities that the travel may be disrupted this year going to Chicago? Like, are you guys maybe go Thursday night or go early Friday than normal or anything yet like that yet? Or are they still waiting? Uh, I, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. I didn't know if they had even begun those conversations yet. So it may be just a normal week depending on the weather. The weather they're they're here like, for in Chicago. In Chicago. Oh. Getting into Chicago looks like it may be a problem for holiday travelers, which, by the way, you're playing on a holiday. Hmm. So, well, yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas right. Eve so, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just wondering if they had thought, it's like, hey, guys, get your mind around the fact we might have to go a day early or later in the day or earlier in the day. Or no, I've heard, I've heard okay. anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep our eye on that. Thanks. All Good right, man. You, man. We'll keep, no uh, keep chopping wood out there on the practice field and on the game field. We appreciate you stopping by, man. It's no good problem. to see you. Thank you for having me. All right, I that's Daquan Jones joining us here uh, in our fresh off-the-field interview presented by Austin Air, the official clean air provider of the Buffalo Bills. We will take a break and be back with more here on One Bills Live presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you on a Tuesday, which is serving as a Wednesday for the team today in terms of practice, knowing their game is on Saturday and they're traveling Friday. So everything accelerated this week as it is yet another game that is not taking place on a Sunday. So we press forward, and uh, the question we're asking today on the Twitter topic which new addition to the Bills roster this season has impressed you the most? Maybe it's Daquan Jones, who was just here in studio last segment. I mean, he has been a rock-solid force for that group uh, yeah. throughout the season. In a um, year like this, availability has been as key as anything because yeah. the, the roster is talented top to bottom in front to back, but – you know, having a guy in there that you don't have to worry about whether he's going to show up or not. You know, I mean, yeah, man, it's hard to pick a guy who hasn't been nicked up at some point. Yeah, you know who else has had kind of a renaissance season? Shaq Lawson. Oh, yeah. Shaq has played really well this season. He's, I mean, just about every week he's made. He's flat. You see a, you notice him on like a play or two or three. I mean, fourth down, he's been a beast. Uh, he had that goal line stand stop a few weeks ago. You know, he gets another sack uh, against the Jets, and he's in on a play last week against the Dolphins. I mean, he's he's showing up. Uh, I think he's a candidate for you know, and that's a guy we knew about already, right? Uh, right. But you know, after a couple of wayward years, you know, Dolphins, Texans, Jets, I don't think we really knew what to expect, but. He's kind of bounced back. He's, he looks like the old Shaq. Yeah, I, he has played really well. Um, and he's flashed. I think one of the things about it this year is he's consistent. He's been really consistent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't just, you know, one play here and then the next time you see him is two weeks later. You know? And he's always been a good edge setter in the run front. Uh, he's been very, very good at that. So... Yeah, I, I just like the way he's played this year. Uh, I think he's put together a solid season. And once again, Steve, it goes back to the whole Brandon Bean model. You know, bringing in veteran free agents on one-year deals, they're motivated to play every week, you know? Yeah, they are. And and he's an example of that, yeah, I think. And Daquan Jones uh, actually signed a two-year deal with the Bills yes. uh, coming in. Um, has been worth it, really worth it. Uh, he has played really well. Um Jordan Phillips coming back has been a force, although now, you know, with his shoulder, who knows how he's, how he's going to finish the season. Uh, but you mentioned he's back on the practice field today. 
uh, all these guys that have, these veteran guys that have been brought in have really made a difference. Let's not let's not forget either that when they first got here, Brandon Bean used guys like these to set the foundation. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. I mean, those guys were yeah. foundational. They were the first guys they signed. I remember Sean McDermott, they were like, oh, no, he's just he's just going to sign defensive guys. He's a defensive head coach. We, we didn't know, you know. Uh, but certainly he knew something about Poyer and Hyde that none of us did. So guys like that have been foundational pieces to begin with. And as a group and as a policy, I don't know, you know philosophy, whatever you call it, it is foundational, I think, here. Oh, yeah. And – you know, Even you can run the down the list, too, change, right? and maybe if Von Miller doesn't get hurt, maybe he's the runaway winner in this conversation, you know, which newcomer, new addition to the team has impressed you the most because yeah. even at his age, it was impressive. Um, but I still think the injury kind of compromises him running away with that, and so then you can look at a host of different people, whether you want to look at the draft class. Um, the draft class is – has kind of been a little bit of an enigma. You know, you had Kyrie Elam platooning at the beginning of the year with Christian Benford, who was a pleasant surprise as a sixth-round draft choice. Benford gets hurt, and then Elam's, Elam misses a couple of games with an ankle injury, and now he's trying to work his way back into the lineup. And, you know, you go down the list of the draft choices. James Cook is the guy that has kind of ascended through the course of the season. Not that he didn't have his own hiccups in his rookie season either. Terrell Bernard's been mostly a special teams player. Khalil Shakir's getting a little more time here down the stretch, you know, partially because they only have four healthy receivers on the active roster, and they've been calling up one from the practice squad each of the last three weeks. But it's kind of been an interesting season for the rookie class, you know, factoring them into the new additions on the roster. Yeah, it's it's been fun, and it's always fun to see this all come together in the off season. Um, I'll say it after this season's over as well. Uh, no matter how this one ends, that you know, like always, you're gonna love this team, love on this team as much as you can till the season's over. Because once it's over, it ain't coming back. Yeah. Even if they win it all, they're they're it's going to be a whole new cast of characters. You'll know, have some favorites, obviously, not the whole team, but a significant portion of the contributors are going to move on their way. Um, and they're going to, you're going to have Brandon Bean out there scouring the bushes, see if he can find you know, some more guys to make them better. Um, but it's been fun to watch Brandon Bean and his crew, you know, Joe Shane over the years, um, all these guys pick those guys and well, yeah. watch them and watch it come together. It's it's pretty fun to it's pretty fun to watch and it's something we had ne- it has not been a philosophy that a lot of teams around the league have used. Right. And I would say of the draft class, James Cook was the addition that had me the most excited in terms of his fit within the scope of the offense. And you know, we didn't see that all right away and as we said, he had some hiccups along with some of the other rookies. But I think He's the only rookie that I would even consider for this question in terms of which new addition to the Bills roster this season has impressed you the most. I think he's the only rookie that makes the candidate list um, based on what he's done this season and his playing time increasing of late. And then after that, it's, you know, the veteran additions, you know, that were made in free agency and whatnot, like a Daquan Jones or a Shaq Lawson or a Jordan Phillips. 
Um, Tim Settles had a nice season. So, That's right. yeah, I mean, there are plenty of choices, and we're asking you for those choices. Give us one at 803-0550, number to get on board. Let's go to the tweet sheet right now, though, brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving provider of the Buffalo Bills. And Daniel leads us off, and he says, my pick would be James Cook. I loved him in college. He was my favorite running back in the draft. I jumped through the roof when the Bills drafted him. He's been good so far. I just wish he would get on the field more. Go Bills. I mean, his playing time is up. There's no debating that. It's growing. And he's, you know, the touchdown catch last week, the runs he got last week. You're right. Yeah, I th- I thought he played as much and made had a more significant role against the Dolphins this last Saturday than I'd seen him have all year, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. And I felt the same way that Daniel did. I I when they picked him, you and I picked it. This is the only draft in history that you and I, before they made the pick, picked the guy we wanted. Yeah. And they got him. We got him. So here we are. I, I'm I'm totally with you. I think he brings something to the field that they haven't had in a while, and and uh, now he's starting to. Exp- to get to that role that we thought he would fill. And I thought he did a nice job on the touchdown pass because he had to work back to his quarterback who's rolling to the right. He's running a route across the back of the end zone right to left. He sees his quarterback rolling out. He's in trouble. He works back to him, and because of that, he's open for the touchdown catch. So, you know, that's not something that is scripted on the play. I know they have scramble rules. But he abided by the scramble rules and made himself available to make a play. So, and that was a big touchdown. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, it's encouraging to see that from him. It's not just the scripted stuff; it's the improvisational stuff. He's actively, you know, he's engaged with that as well. So that was a big play uh, in the game on Saturday. Robert on the tweet sheet says. Von Miller and his attitude towards every aspect of the game and embracing the history of the city and the fan base. I have to say, I I think as impressive as Von Miller is as a talent, I feel like the fan base is even more impressed with his resolutely positive mindset, no matter what the circumstance. I mean, he's he's barely had a surgery after his ACL surgery a couple of weeks ago, and he's Instagramming a video saying how he's in a great headspace and mindset and all that stuff. I mean, that. I think that's the last place you'd expect him to be after an injury like that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you never feel great after surgery. Uh, certainly his leg had to be killing him. But I think Vaughn has shown his ability to step back and see the big picture. And he lives in that and knows that, you know, he's made a couple of really basic decisions that are in really good. And um, coming coming here was one of them and, and being on this team is one of them. And I think he has he doesn't regret it. I know that. Um. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he he would run away with this question had he not been hurt a couple of weeks ago and out for the season. So, um, certainly, we went through stretches of the off season. Brownie, you remember this? I was like, I, I keep forgetting Vaughn Miller is on our team. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's easier to forget now because he can't play. I saw somebody who I saw a guy with a number forty. I, we hadn't even seen. Oh, him in the spring. In the yeah, spring, I remember some this. guy has a Miller jersey number forty. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who's who, Miller. Who would put their own name? Who would put their own name on the back of a Bills jersey? A number forty? Is that a high school number? And I realized, oh my gosh, it's Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Um, he kind of he came in like that, kind of under the radar, right during the frenzy. There's like nine guys around the league who signed at the exact same time Vaughn did. So it kind of flew under the radar for everybody, and uh, when he when they got to training camp and started playing and everything, it was 
Gosh, it was fun. Yeah. Jeremy on the tweet sheet says, Shaq Lawson. He seems to have flown under the radar by most, even with the absence of Miller. He has been pleasantly impressive. And we kind of touched on that already. But, yeah, I mean, Shaq's getting it done. I mean, you think about that Detroit game, Steve. Von Miller goes out of the game. There was another – Greg Rousseau was still out of the lineup with the ankle sprain. And by the end of that game, they were down to Mike Love, Shaq Lawson, and Boogie Basham at defensive end. And he was even making plays in that game uh, and kind of holding the fort when their rotation was severely limited. So he's done a nice job when he's been called upon. He really has. And I think, too, um, both he and Jordan Phillips and any of the other guys who left and came back – Cole Beasley even said it. You go and you think grass is greener over there. I'm going to go over there. And you find out, yeah, the money's good and all that. But, man, oh, man, I really, really like coming to work in Buffalo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's just a, you know, we've, we all have jobs that we go to every day and we all do that stuff. And you think, you know, you, you're happy if you love your work and all that. But, man, oh, man, how, how rough is life when you go to work and it's like, mm, doesn't feel quite right. You know, something's not, something's missing. Yeah, you know, certainly nothing to complain about. None of us have that much to complain about. But you know what? I, it was so much better back, you know, for a lot, you know, all the all the personal and fun reasons you, yeah. you like a place. And you can see it in the way Shaq plays and Jordan Phillips, his attitude, all of it. So, and Cole Beasley said, and just point blank said it. He said it last week. Best locker room I've ever been a part of. I wanted to come back. We have to take a break, but when we return... There is an anniversary to note on this day, and we will get to what that is. It's 25-year anniversary. Crazy. We'll tell you what it is next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Oh, snap. Snapdragon apples are now available. Fuel your game day adventures with Snapdragon apples. Now available at Wegmans. Snapdragon apples, the official apple of your Buffalo Bills. As we mentioned at the break, today is the 25th anniversary of one Steve Tasker's last NFL game. Really? 1997. How about it? December 20th in the frozen tundra of Roll Green Bay. My, you gotta sh- I know you got Yeah, I figured. There you are. There you go. How many okay. plays in was this? It was early, wasn't Five it? Five plays. Five plays kick into off, the game. Kick off to the Packers. Packers 1, 2, 3, and out. Then they punt, which is the fifth play. Kickoff, one, two, three, yep. two, three, four. And then the punt is the fifth play, and that's it. I'm done. Thanks, everybody. So Appreciate the ball, you. was it a touchback? Something was ruled like a All right, here's what out, of, out of bounds? The, the, punt, the punt goes over my head. I yelled poison. It was a bad punt. It bounced past me. I, I yelled. I waved guys yeah. off. It bounced one of our guys, uh, um, Ray Jackson, goes down, and the ball bounces over him and goes into the end zone. It hit on Ray's back. It touched Ray's back as it went by him. The official saw it, called it. Green Bay picks the ball up in the end zone, touchdown. Mm. And I was and I popped a gasket and was beefing the call because they showed the replay on the big screen. And I saw it going back to the bench. I go, ah! And I ran back saying it missed him because the angle was wrong, right? And then I saw the same video like two weeks later that I saw that set me off. I was like, of course it hit him. I think, what are you doing? I was a total bonehead. And I went back. I got tossed. Yeah. yeah. And 25 guys, years ago oh, today. Two, the guy, you might recognize some of the officials there. One of them was Mike Carey, who was 
who was the uh, CBS offic- rules official for, uh, for us at CBS when I was with them. Mm. And then the other guy on the crew was Mike Pereira, who is the Fox rules analyst now. That's pretty funny. And so the, both of those guys, uh, they were both with the league, or Mike Pereira was with the league forever. And uh, I saw him when, in all my years with, the, with CBS and stuff. We'd kind of laugh about it. And- so was that brought up often by those two guys whenever oh. they see you? Oh, yeah, I, I, I tongue-in-cheek drag him over the coals. But they Because <laughs> you, you made contact f- with one of them. That friends. was the issue, right? I, I was trying to, you know, I was just, you saw me there. Yeah, that was what I got called for when I, when I was running around you him and I was, and, I was, and I was, you know, brushing up against him. So, you know, I, I no hard feelings. 25 years probably ago saved me today. A busted, they probably saved me a busted leg. And you got, and you got free food. Because uh, you watched, <laughs> you watched the yeah, game the, with the guy in the tunnel. Yeah, the the, the, the locker room field, attendant, uh, the locker room attendant. Where at that, I think he's still there. And at that time, he was 108 mm. years old, uh, and I think he's still doing the job. But I went up, and he go, and he leans over. You know, you saw the at the visitors' locker room. You exit the field through a little hallway, yeah, right? It's because tiny. they covered up the tunnel with seats yeah. so they could sell them. So you walk up there, and the guy leans over the stairs at the end of that tunnel. He le- there's stairs that go up. He leans over the rail. He goes, Steve, did you get – you got thrown out? I go, yeah. He goes, well, what would you do? And at that point, I didn't even know. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't even – You were still coming down from your I, – I didn't even – I saw the – I thought I got – yeah, I didn't know anything. I go, you know what? I don't even know. He goes, oh, no. He goes, come on up and have a sandwich. <laughs> this is so good. It's true. I know. I go up. He's Full getting, and I'll say this because it was Buffalo and they're Green Bay and they know things, you know, and they do things the right way. He has a beef on Weck. Nice. Gives me a beef on Weck. I still got my gloves on, my game. Full my uniform. fingers are taped. I, I, I got, you know, eye black. I, I just sit down in his office, put my helmet right next to me, and I'm just sitting there watching the game on TV, drinking a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and I'm just, I don't even know what to, I'm just like in shock. Just like what? Because. You know, I got to explain it to the missus. Yeah. You know, my my because my bride is watching it with all the other Bills wives back in Buffalo, and I get tossed. She's got to sit there with all those girls going, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And so I'm sitting there. Is you know hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? I didn't know what to do. I just sat right. there and watched the game. Because the team wasn't going to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and this you... was before, this was after the Packers, the Packers had won the world championship. They were about to go back. This was the last game of the season. So they were about to go back to the playoffs and then go back to the next Super Bowl as right. well and lose to the Broncos. 
And so we were, they were lumping us up. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't nowhere yeah. to be found. 25 years ago today. Amazing. That's amazing. Uh, Let's quickly squeeze a phone call in here before we go to break. We'll go to Frank in Williamsville who's been waiting. What do you got for us, Frank? Yeah, I got a couple of coaching things here. Um, first of all, if you think it's going to snow as the game goes on and get worse, wouldn't you want the ball after you, after you win the coin toss to start the game? Yeah. The, yeah that's one thing. And uh, real quick, the other thing I was going to ask you was uh, the guy who ran into the kicker, was that, did, the, did the coach tell him they don't even come close to that punter? Because you just got a three and out, and the defense had to go back out there again. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, that no question about it. Yeah. Um, you, you, if you're not going to get the if you're not going to get the ball on the punt, you, you don't don't do that. Right. Uh, and there was no question too. It was a bad. It was a mistake. Yeah, no question about it. That was and, the only touchdown that Miami scored in the second half. The defense was off the field. They had him stopped. Yeah. And they get a fresh set of downs, and that was the Tyree Hill touchdown drive. But they, they had them off. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have yeah. scored a touchdown in the second half without that. Yeah, so there's, there's that. And if, as for the coin toss, yeah, I mean, there are certain ways, like, like the New England game here last year where it's 40-mile-an-hour wins, maybe you do that. And there was some talk as well on the broadcast of uh, this last Saturday night, maybe if you think the weather is going to hit halftime, you make a different call about the coin toss. Or if it's going to hit in the first quarter or the second quarter, whenever the weather's going to hit, you try and time it so the other team gets the worst of the weather and you get the best of it, the wind waves and stuff. Uh, yes, but they knew it wasn't going to come till later in the game. And by winning the toss, that gives you an extra hour and a half into the game, like well, halftime, because at halftime, defer, you could still kick it and pick an, pick an end. You could still give them the ball and pick the end of the field that you want. So... By winning the toss um, and deferring, knowing that the weather's coming later in the game, that get, still gives you the choice to do what you want in the second half. The Bills actually did that in week four. They won the coin toss in Baltimore. There was supposed to be terrible rain coming in the second half, or at least late in the first half. So they said, hey, let's just take the ball now while the weather's still decent right. and hope we can make something, something of it. Of course, the Bills had to come back in the second half, down 10 in that game and then they're winning with a last-second field goal, similar to the one we saw just last Saturday. Um, so, yeah, sometimes that does happen, and, and, you know, the coaching staff says, hey, let's take the ball now while the weather's good before weather dramatically impacts what we're trying to do on offense here with our game plan. we got to take a break here, but hour number two will include Bill's defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, who is addressing the media. We'll get some of his thoughts coming up on this Chicago game, which includes a homecoming of sorts for him. Being a former Chicago Bear. We'll hear from Leslie Frazier in hour number two here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 